0: Hello, my name is Doreen and you are listening to my podcast, Her Legendary Story. I am a certified life coach, a certified trauma-informed coach, and a trauma recovery coach in training. In October of 2022, at the age of 60, I experienced something that turned my life inside out and upside down. Through a DNA test, I found out that the man I thought was my father is not my father. It's called an NPE, meaning Not Parent Expected, Non-Paternal Event, or Non-Parental Event. In an instant, among other things, the ethnicity I I identified with changed. What I knew to be half of my family changed. And I went from thinking I had one full brother to seven half-siblings. I went into shock. My higher brain went offline. And I experienced more intense emotions than I ever had in the past. When my prefrontal cortex started to come back online, I was able to use the skills I learned as a life coach to begin to process my thoughts and feelings and consciously decide how I wanted to navigate this situation. Now, I thought I had a pretty good grasp at separating fact from story before I became an NPE. But as I let myself be broken open by this experience, I began to deeply understand that everything is a story. And the only story that matters is the one you choose to believe. My life is changing in beautiful ways as I finally let go of some deeply held stories that were holding me back. And it's true that I do feel free. I do feel free. To live out my new story. So now I teach other coaches how to start creating wild success by letting go of your old stories and boldly living your legendary story. Are you ready to break through? Let's go. Humans essentially have two brains, our lower primal brain and our higher brain. And these two brains have not yet fully integrated. We actually have two lower brains, from my understanding, the reptilian and the limbic brain, but for our purposes, we can combine them and refer to them together as the lower brain. I like to think of our lower brain and higher brains this way. I like to think of them as sisters named Nellie and Coco, who live together in the same house. Now, Nellie represents our primal or lower brain. She lives in the basement, so she has a very limited view of the world. She is wicked smart. She's the nerdy, techie sister who runs all the autonomic processes in the body, our breathing and heartbeat, for starters. She's in charge of keeping us safe, so she keeps files going back to when humans first came on the scene, documenting all the instances of when we had to run away from tigers and distinguish between poisonous and edible berries. But that's all she's got. She just sits in the basement in front of her computer and worries about what's out there. Nellie is always working on making systems more efficient. She likes everything to be habituated and automatic. Nellie is like Coco's big sister who came of age before the modern world came to be the way it is today. Nellie came of age when there really were saber-toothed tigers outside the cave waiting to pounce on us. Nellie came of age before there were stores to go to to buy food. So when Nellie came of age, eating the wrong berry or mushroom could mean sickness or death. Now, Coco is our higher reasoning brain. She lives upstairs. She has the ability to learn new things and build new neural pathways. Coco can think about the future and set goals. Coco can discern the the difference between facts and stories and decide how she wants to think and feel. She likes to go out of the house and meet people and have new experiences. Coco and Nellie do love each other. In fact, they're inseparable. They need each other, but they're very different. Nellie's job is literally to help us survive. So it's no wonder that Nellie's scared, right? Poor, nervous Nellie. Nellie has a big responsibility and a very important job. But not only has Nellie never gone out of the basement, she can't leave the basement because her job requires her to stay on her computer and keep everything in the body running. So her limited perspective can never change. So Nellie brain really likes it when we sit in front of the TV under a cozy blanket rather than going out and meeting people and telling them about our business. Because to our Nellie brain, staying home means staying safe. It's our Coco brain, like I said, who has the ability to plan. And it's Coco or our higher brain that we want to be in charge when we make decisions instead of Nelly brain. Coco has our best interests in mind because Coco wants us, again, to go out in the world and go on new adventures. That's one reason why being aware of our stories and how they are impacting our life is so powerful. We're not even aware of some of our most deeply held stories, and Nellie likes it that way. Nellie's constantly hiding away those stories in the basement, in the hope that we won't come and try to find them and clean them out. If the stories are all hidden and we can't see them, and they're automatically and habitually running our lives, then Nellie doesn't have to work as hard. So because Nellie's goal is to keep us from taking action that she perceives as dangerous, Her favorite thing is to offer us what I call full-stop thoughts. They're thoughts that when we think them, we choose to believe them because it's more comfortable and because they literally stop us from taking any action toward our goals. Think the thought, feel fear, take no action, full stop. I hear a lot of people in the life coaching industry debate the idea of whether starting a business is hard or easy. And we do constantly hear both of these messages from people trying to sell us their programs, right? Starting a business is hard, but look, I have a simple three-step process to success. And then somebody else will tell us that starting a business is easy. Look, I'm at the beach doing business on my laptop. I will show you how. I started writing this episode before my mentor, Brooke Castillo, published a podcast episode called Success is Hard. I really appreciated what she had to say because she talked about the fact that people have accused her of making her business success look too easy. And she said she is going to share more about how it is hard in the future in case she hasn't been talking about that part enough. I like that. That's transparent to me. It makes sense. But what it really boils down to, to me, is that we can either, let me start that sentence over. What it really boils down to, to me, is that we can use either of these thoughts, this is hard, or this is easy, against ourselves when we're believing them. And that begins to give us insight that they are both just stories. Here's an example of how I've been using the thought, this is easy for me against myself. In addition to being a life coach, I'm also an artist. When I was growing up, I drew and painted realistically. And I was really good at it. But when I became an adult, I stopped making art. Now, that was a mistake. And that's a story for another time. I started painting again when I was 54. By that time, I had developed an appreciation for abstract art. So I started painting abstract landscapes because I thought it was more for s- sophisticated, for one thing. And it is really challenging for me, which in and, of, in and of itself is not a bad thing. I feel like I am okay at it sometimes, but it is a struggle And I do enjoy it when I can get in the flow and just enjoy creating. So I'm not going to stop making abstract art. But recently, I've had an urge to start drawing and painting more realistically. I realized that for a long time, I had the thought that because creating realistic art was easy for me, that made it not valuable or desirable. So nobody would ever want to buy it. One of the things I am working on now is to create more ease in my life. So it occurred to me that maybe I should start making some art that comes easy to me. And maybe there was nothing wrong with that. When I think the thought that creating realistic art is easy for me means it's boring and no one will want it, that is an example of a full stop thought. I thought that thought, I had a feeling. And then there was no more discussion or consideration, just full stop. I didn't take the action of making any realistic art. And that has created the opposite of ease in my art life. I think more of us are using the thought starting a business is hard. And I'm talking about as opposed to starting a business is easy against ourselves. If it keeps us in inaction, then it is, again, a full stop thought because we don't try anything new. It keeps us in the energy of fear and confusion and defeat. And that's what Nellie wants. We think this is hard. We feel fear. We stay in front of the TV under the blanket instead of creating a business. And Nellie thinks she's succeeded in keeping us safe. I also think believing the thought starting a business is hard is an easy way to let ourselves off the hook. Because when we decide to believe it, It allows us to not take responsibility for following through. Many times we're saying a thought, but underneath it, we're making it mean something about us. Like on the surface, we're saying starting a business is hard, but underneath that thought is the thought, for example, I don't think having a successful business is possible for me. Those are the thoughts Nellie is trying to hide in the basement. So you know what to do, coach. Keep self-coaching and getting coached so you can get the basement cleaned out. How do we let the thought starting a business is hard not be a full stop thought? One of the easy ways you can do that is to qualify it. For example, starting a business is hard, but it is worth it. Starting a business is sometimes hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Starting a business is hard, but I'm going to figure it out. Starting a business is hard and I want to do it. Starting a business is sometimes hard, but that's not a reason to quit. You can also ask yourself and journal on, what do you really find hard? Because for me, chronic illness is hard. Finding out at the age of 60 that the man I thought was my father is not my father is hard. Losing a loved one is hard, right? There are so many human experiences that are truly difficult to navigate. I'm not saying that to cause anyone to beat themselves up over thinking that starting a business is hard, but I'm just wondering if you can open up a little space between that story that this is hard by being curious about why you're having that thought. Other experiences we might label hard because we don't enjoy them. They're not big traumas of life, but they do feel draining because we do them day after day without questioning our thoughts about them. When I worked in an office, I used to have these thoughts. Commuting to work is hard. Sitting in a beige cubicle all day is hard. Working in a windowless office and not being able to see daylight is hard. Now notice there, those things I chose to, (laughs) let me start over, notice there I was saying those things as if going to an office was something that was happening to me without my consent. The truth is I chose to do that because I wanted to be able to pay my bills. It may not have been my dream job at the time, but it got me financially through and looking back, I'm glad I kept going. Our brains are going to want to put anything we want to do on a continuum from easy to hard based on what we've been able to do in the past. In other words, our brains like to make sense of things, to categorize and label things. So anything we attempt to do, our brain is going to look at what we've accomplished or not accomplished in the past to decide where that action belongs on the continuum of easy to hard. When I look at it that way, it's kind of arbitrary. And I think it's definitely not relevant. Sometimes starting a business will feel hard and that's okay. The problem comes when we have that thought and we spend all our precious energy finding evidence for how it's hard. Then it becomes this overarching belief that we closely identify with. How often do you think about the things that are fun about starting a business? How often do you think starting a business is challenging, invigorating, exciting, freeing, rewarding, lucrative. How often do you think about how starting a business is easier than it has ever been in the history of the world? Because the internet has literally opened the floodgates for anyone with a message to put it into the world and start to level the playing field. We don't have to have large advertising budgets anymore to start a business. We don't have to have the budget to advertise on TV or radio. We don't have to go to the bank to start a business. Women don't have to have a man co-sign on a business loan with them. That's only been true since 1988 in the United States. That was only 35 years ago. We don't have to rent an office space to start a business. We don't have to have a physical storefront. And we don't have to be connected with the right people to start a business. So a better question to ask yourself is, yeah, sometimes it's hard, but if I do it, will it be worthwhile? Also, what if it is hard and the rewards of doing the work will be mind-blowing, life-changing? When you understand that it's not even about having success or reaching the goal, but who you will learn to be on the journey, now you're getting somewhere. Because if you allow yourself to be more authentically you, there's expansion on the journey. When you really deeply get that your thought is just a story that your nelly brain is completely making up, instead of being a full stop thought, you become unstoppable. And that is where the magic happens. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.